Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This is going to be for Deuteronomy chapter 25. If there be a controversy between men and they come unto judgment, that the judges may judge them, then they shall justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. And it shall be, if the wicked man be worthy to be beaten, that the judge shall cause him to lie down and to be beaten before his face, according to his fault, by a certain number of stripes. Forty stripes he may give him and not exceed, lest if he should exceed and beat him above these with many stripes, then thy brother should seem vile or degraded unto thee. Forty stripes was the most that could be laid upon a man as punishment for sin in order to prevent a miscount and therefore break a commandment of the Lord. Thirty-nine lashes were usually administered. Thus the Apostle Paul reported that of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. When I was in Israel, uh, we went to the palace of uh, Caiaphas, which is where they uh, would have beat people. There were places that showed where people stood and that sort of thing. And the guide that we had, uh, Steve Rona, told us that what they would do anciently when they beat them is that they would beat them 13 times and then they would stop. They would see if the person was awake or not. If he, was, uh, if he had passed out, they would wake him up. And then they would clean the wounds that they had just done, even just these 13 times, with uh, salt water and vinegar, and uh, clean the person up. And then they would beat them 13 more times and go through the same process, waking them up and cleaning them up. And then they would do it 13 more times. Uh, Thus, they would get the 39 stripes or 39 lashings. And the reason that they would wake them up is so that they were completely awake and alert to what was going on so that they would know not to do whatever they did to repeat the punishment. And so this was a, a great deterrent for people doing bad things is that they would treat them that way. Anyway, that was probably how they deal, dealt with the Savior, that they would do the same thing. Verse 4, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox when he treadeth out the corn or grain. If brethren dwell together, and one of them die, and have no child, the wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger, or outside the family. Her husband's brother shall go in unto her, and take her to him to wife, take her to him to wife, and perform the duty of an husband's brother unto her. And it shall be that the firstborn which shall bear shall that she beareth shall succeed in the name of his brother, which is dead, that his name be not put out of Israel or blotted out of Israel. Remember the parable that or when the, the Pharisees came to Jesus and said that there was this woman that was married and then she had seven husbands and so on. To whom will she be married in the next life? Uh, that answer had already been given. Verse 7, And if the man like not to take his brother's wife, then let his brother's wife go up to the gate unto the elders and say, My husband's brother refuseth to raise up unto his brother a name in Israel. He will not perform the duty of my husband's brother. Then the elders of his city shall call him and speak unto him, and if he stand to it, or persists, and say, I will not take to her, I will not to take her, or I'm sorry, I like not to take her, then shall his brother's wife come unto him in the presence of the elders, and loose his shoe from off his foot, and spit in his face, and shall answer and say, So shall it be done unto that man that will not build up his brother's house. And his name shall be called in Israel the house of him that hath, uh, hath his shoe loosed. These verses define the leverate law of marriage, which provided that a dead man's brother should marry the widow and raise a family to the dead man. 
The custom ensured the security of a widow who might otherwise be left destitute and friendless. If no brother existed, some may, some more distant re male relative was required to perform this duty. Whichever relative married the widow beca became her goel or redeemer or protector. The first son born to the widow by the new marriage was counted as a child of the dead husband and inherited his property. The word leverate was has nothing to do with the tribe of Levi. Rather, it is taken from the Latin word lavir, meaning husband's brother. The Sadducees used this law in trying to trap Jesus when they asked him whose wife such a woman would be in the resurrection. Also remember that uh, Ruth, when she was uh, to be betrothed to Boaz, remember there was another person that was a near kinsman, and uh, they had that uh, meeting where um, and the, the, the person refused to marry Ruth and also take the property, and so Boaz was able to do that. Verse 11, When men strive together one with another, and the wife of the one draweth near for to deliver her husband out of the hand of him that smiteth him, and putteth forth her hand, and taketh him by the secrets, then, shalt, then, then thou shalt cut off her hand, thine eye shall not pity her. Thou shalt not have in thy bag divers or two kinds of weights, a great and a small. Thou shalt not have in thine house divers measures, a great and a small. But thou shalt have a perfect or full, whole, and just weight, a perfect and just measure. Thou shalt have, have thy that thy days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. For all that do such things and all that do unrighteously are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way when ye were come out, come forth out of Egypt, how he met thee by the way and smote the hindmost of thee or attacked your rear, even all that were feeble behind thee when thou wast faint and weary, and he feared not God. Therefore it shall be, when the Lord thy God hath given thee rest from all thine enemies round about, in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it, that thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Thou shalt not forget it. So anyway, that's the end of chapter 25, and we'll see you next time. Bye.